This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we preview the Maine State Classic with men's track and field head coach Curtis Johnson. Plus, meet Alma Mackick and Hope Shaw, two of our throwers on the women's track and field team. And as always, we chat with our Bobcats of the week, who this week come from softball and men's lacrosse. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The softball team swept Maine Farmington in a doubleheader last Tuesday. Then they won a thriller over Bowdoin by a score of 9-8 in NASCAC action on Friday. The Bobcats hit three home runs in the game with senior captain Janelle Sato hitting her first long ball of the year. She hit safely in all five games, raising her batting average by 20 points and drove in eight runs in a 3-2 and two week for the Bobcats. And Janelle Sato is our female Bobcat of the week. Well, Janelle, first of all, a thrilling win there over Bowdoin uh, last week on Friday. Game one, the doubleheader. You had your first home run this season. Mm-hmm. The team hit three home runs in the game. What was that like to see that power outburst? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, the game in general was one of the most exciting games that we had this season. Honestly, um, in my college career, I think having three home runs in one game, that I don't think ever happens, um, especially um like with this year didn't never happened and for us hitting three home runs was stunning um it was definitely a slugfest like both teams were hitting um ball to the wall so I think for our team that was um definitely a booster so the other two home runs were from Sarah Cook and Mm -hmm. Lindsay Kim which were both I think their first collegiate home run so how cool was that to see (laughs) that was amazing I mean especially for um our first year Sarah Cook like she's been hitting amazing Lindsay too especially but um both of them they really put in hard work during the offseason, so I'm so proud of them for hitting home runs, and, and definitely they they deserve it. And then, um, you know, the walk-off thriller. I, it was weird. I was watching the video feed. I, I, I couldn't be at the game, but I saw the archive, the video feed. You didn't realize you'd won the game? Was there a hesitation? What, what happened there? <laughs> I think everyone, we were so in the moment uh-huh. where um, – it was Rachel up to bat, yeah. um, and she was, I think it was bases loaded, and we were down a run and two outs, and I looked at my coach, and I was like, wow, like this is intense. like This is really happening, and and I guess when I when she hit the ball, I was like, oh my gosh, and then we scored the run, and, and we won that game, but I guess everyone in the field was like, do we still play it out? I think we haven't played a walk-off or had like that situation in so long that none of us really knew, like, is that the game? Should we? Should I stay on second? I kept going back and forth from second base because I didn't know what to do. But that was um, such an amazing game. Excellent. And then, um, you know, for the team as a whole, obviously you're a senior captain. What's it like having a leadership role this year? Um, it's been such an honor. I think um, we usually have senior captains, but this year we voted on our senior captain. So Emily and I um, were voted by our teammates, which um, is such a privilege because my teammates mean the world to me. Um, they're like my best friends, my sister. So it really means a lot. Um, but it's definitely definitely been um, difficult at times, but um, that is what you take on as a senior captain. Certainly. And you grew up in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. And you and Candy Ishii were high school teammates and club teammates. Take us through that dynamic, because um, we were talking off air, how your double play combination now, shortstop, mm-hmm. second base, but you're a different combination in high school, right? Right, definitely. So in high school, I caught my whole life, um, and Ken actually played second base, but she also pitched a lot. So we were a different duo there. I caught for Ken, um, and we had that dynamic going on there. But in college, when 
um, coach decided to move me to second and Ken played short. We had this very new dynamic and it's been amazing playing with Ken my whole life and we've been growing up together. I grew up with her attending kindergarten all the way to 12th grade, so playing club ball. Um, so it's definitely been like a sister relationship going on. So was it a joint decision for you two to come to Bates? Kind of, you're, we're definitely going to the same college, or how'd that go? So I I decided to come to Bates first, okay. and then Ken later on was like, I might go to Bates, and I'm like, no way. Like, thank you, Ken, thank you. Um, Like, being so far away from home, like, it's really nice to have someone um, there, especially freshman year. Like, sh- we were, we gotten really close over the years as well, um, but it's definitely been amazing, an amazing journey with Ken. I was going to say, it's not possible to come from any further location within the United States than Hawaii right. to Maine. So yep. what was that transition like for you? Um, I was really excited. I've never really seen snow like Maine before. So um, I think that was um, kind of scary at first, um, being so far away from my parents. But I think overall, it's one of the best decisions I made. I love Maine and I love the East Coast. So definitely um, worth it. And it seems like the offense, you know, you've had some big games this year mm-hmm. and as, you know, as a senior, it must be exciting to see some of the younger players like Sarah Cook with what they've been able to do so far. What's that been like to see kind of the future of the program now, sort of? It's amazing. I think our first years, our sophomores, our underclassmen are really stepping up to the plate this year. Um, they're filling the roles really well. And I remember when I was a first year, it was scary. It was, it was um, intimidating to play on NESCAC uh, in this league. And every single team is so good. Um, but they're really filling in their roles. Um, and I'm super excited for them and excited to see their next, their future generations and to, to see how Bates can thrive um, within the NESCAC. And I noticed um, the other day you had uh, some new dugout coverings. It seems like the field getting spruced up a little bit. And it seems like the team's pretty um, enthusiastic in general. I was noticing the Bobcat Braids Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and so tell us about like kind of the team chemistry and how's it going this year. Yeah. So our actually I think Maggie and Cameron, our two underclassmen, started Bobcat. Bobcat's Braids. <laughs> um, and it was basically started off because our team softball we like do each other's hairs before games and we like to like have our hair done and put like bows and and really cute ribbons in our hairs and I think they just wanted to showcase that um and it's super cute and and they're really proud of their Instagram that they created which is amazing um but I think the chemistry overall is is really well um really great I think we've never been closer as a team um and I'm so excited to as the season winds down um I'm really excited as the team gets closer and we're able to um just just build our relationships even more great and then um you know uh, the, going back to the Bowdoin game, where it was so close the whole time, you, you mentioned it was one of the most exciting games of your career. I mean, mm-hmm. Would you rank it number one at this point? I mean, I think so. <laughs> I think that was was crazy because we were down by a, quite a few runs um, in the beginning of the game, and to come back like that, I think um, that's just amazing. And to have three home runs in one game, that's stunning. Um, but our pitchers, uh, D, did amazing in that game. She she really came back from that, and um, it's nice that we have hitting this year. And that we, if we do get down, we were able to come back again. Well, to say even though you lost the game against Colby, that mm-hmm. that's a wild one too. Or a few right. weeks back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few crazy games, but um, um, definitely will stick with me for the, my whole life. Excellent. Then, what are your thoughts you wanted to share just about the team in general? We haven't got to talk about your time at Bates, perhaps. Yeah. So. Um, I'm currently majoring bio. I did my um, thesis last semester, nice. and it's it's been 
an amazing experience. I think Bates College has definitely prepared me for life after Bates. Um, and playing with my teammates, my sisters, and my best friends, I think that's one of the most exciting experiences of my life and something that I will hold with me um, and carry these relationships with me past Bates. And I'm so happy for my team. I'm so happy for where we've come these past few months. Um, and I'm excited for the future. Great, Janelle. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you. The men's lacrosse team got in the win column on Saturday with a 15-13 win over Connecticut College on Senior Day as the Bobcats sent their 13 seniors off with a victory in the final home game of the season. Senior captain Jack Lucerarian scored two goals and dished out a career-high four assists in the win. And he is our male Bobcat of the Week. Male Bobcat of the Week, Jack Lucerarian with us here on the Bobcast talking some men's lacrosse. And Jack, your first time on the Bobcast, you're a senior captain, but take us back to high school. Mm-hmm. What made Bates the place for you? Yeah, I had a super weird recruiting process. I uh, went through it a lot with, like, Middlebury and Bowdoin, for example, Gettysburg. And then, um, you know, I was a late bloomer, so at the end of all those, it kind of turned into, you know, if you can get in on your own, you'll be on the team. But, you know, we're not going to take a risk on you. We're not going to give you a spot. Um, And so I kind of just had no interest in that. Honestly thought about stopping playing and just going somewhere else and being a college kid. But uh, my club coach who I grew up playing for, uh, said, hey, you know, go give Bates a look. I'm friends with Coach Lasagna. Came up for a visit a few weeks before ED applications, and, you know, all my college counselors at Middlesex were just telling me to go for it. So I sent one in, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. So do you play a little bit extra chip on your shoulder against some of those teams that uh, lost interest perhaps? Definitely. I remember my freshman year, and I think I had my first points against both those teams or my first goal against Bowden and first assist against Middlebury so and I've obviously tracked some of the kids they took over me at those schools and you know they haven't done so great so that's been pretty fun right right well tell me a little bit about your background is starting when when you start playing lacrosse uh I I don't know how old I was probably like fourth or fifth grade I think I told my dad I was kind of bored of baseball it's a little too slow for me and you know he was pumped because he was a big lacrosse guy so uh yeah, and then kind of ever since, you know, I fell in love with it. So You overlap with Matt Lestava, right? Yeah, of course. So, attacker who was huge for Bates. What you kind of learned from him, you know, when you were younger here at Bates, perhaps? Yeah, I guess, like, people always compare us because we're similar size. That's why I, was, I didn't say it. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's obvious. It's yeah. All good. yeah, similar size. I mean, I think we play the game a little bit differently, but we both kind of have a quarterbacking style. I only just got moved to his spot at attack the last few games. Okay. So. You know, it's been a while since I've been back there, but, you know, I think Coach wishes, and I wish that I had played that for a long time. Well, I was going to say, that's what brought it up in my mind, because I remember he would always hang out behind the goal looking for some options, <laughs> and and you got four assists the other day doing that. What was that like, kind of seeing the field like that? Yeah, no, it was just good to be back there. It gave me so much time, you know, so much space to see the field. So it's just kind of like a natural spot for me, and I definitely had seen a lot of the things, you know, he had done in his day and emulated a few of them, but... Um, yeah, it was fun. It was new. Take us through senior day and what that was like with the 13 seniors being honored and some of the guys who maybe didn't get to play as much get to start. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, everyone kind of showed up, which was awesome. It's one thing to honor everyone and then for everyone to play and play so well was really cool, especially KP in net. Um, to watch him get in and then watch him make a few plays, although chaotic at times, it was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And, you know, it was, it was just kind of a great day for all of us. Like I said on the live, it was kind of a perfect storm, so... 
it might have been the most fun 10 minutes I've seen all year. I mean, he was he was going at it, right? He was yeah, going yeah, yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit scary at times, but, you know, he got us through. I love how Peter, like, just called timeout. I was like, okay, we're good there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, to get the win also, obviously, that was huge. Um, take us through what was the key to victory in your mind. We kind of just put together four quarters for the first time. You know, I honestly thought that we didn't play that great. There was a lot of things we could have cleaned up. Um, the last time we played that team was in Glastonbury, and we embarrassed them, and we should have done that on senior night, but or senior day, but they kept it close. Um, but yeah, just it was the first time we put four quarters together, and you know we finished shots, we cleared the ball decently. I thought and just kind of handled it better than we have all year, and you know we did enough. So, and then you know what was kind of your thoughts kind of coming into the game, you know, knowing this would be your last home game as a Bobcat, kind of. Yeah, it hadn't really hit me. I guess oh, okay. I remember when I was walking onto the field. Uh, Jackson and I always walked together in the front, and he looked at me and he said, this is the last time we're going to do this. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, but I think we all had the idea in mind, like, let's make the most of it. And, you know, it was so big for all the younger guys to step up to. Everyone contributed and everyone pulled up. And, you know, it meant a lot to the seniors that we could get that done. And obviously it's been a weird four years. I mean, two seasons where there are barely any games, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, how have you, you know, stayed focused, stayed motivated through, you know, these tough times basically for everyone? Yeah, it's been it's been weird. Like all of a sudden you go from freshman year to being a senior and, you know, coach would kind of refer to us as the most experienced kids on the team. And, you know, when we were freshmen, we were lucky to be part of a really good team. But in all honesty, we don't have a ton of experience. You know, even the kids who are fortunate enough to play our freshman year, you know, we didn't it's not like we were playing a ton. So, um, you know, it's just been weird. You've kind of had to grow up faster than you would have liked, and it's a bummer to have missed it, but a lot of kids are in our shoes and have missed it. Um, you know, if we could go back and redo it all, I definitely would, but it is what it is. Finally getting another full season in, how is it, you know, compared to your first year, you've had a much bigger role. Obviously, you did play mm-hmm. as a first year, but mm-hmm. you had a much bigger role. So I guess what's that been like to, you know, have more of a leadership role, being a captain also, I should say? Yeah. I guess one thing is like you work on things in the off season. You know, you hit the weight to get bigger. You work on your shot, all kinds of little things. But until the game comes, you don't really, you know, you, you can't really uh, experiment or you know see where you're at until you play a game. So a lot of the learning happens, you know, in game as opposed to in practice or in training. So, um, you know, it's kind of a bummer to have gone through the progression so late like have taken all the way to senior year to be like okay this works this doesn't I'm good at this I need to work on that Um, because that should happen you know sophomore junior year but uh, you know it is what it is and we've kind of all you know taken it in stride and tried to make the most of it. Certainly well any other thoughts you wanted to share on the game there Saturday against Connecticut College you haven't got to talk about? Uh, No I was proud of the guys like I said the younger guys pulled up Uh, I thought the defense was awesome Um, Jack Doust in particular, I thought had a really good game, 44, um, as well as the two other attackmen, Will Schinebeck and Will Masterson. Those kids are studs. And then for Malcolm to pull up and play like he does, you know, we always expect that from him, and for him to really show up that day was was big. I was proud of him. Yeah, you mentioned those guys. They'll be back, obviously. I mean, in terms of the future of the program, you know, these younger guys, this was a valuable year, I think, probably for them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's learn a lot from winning, but you probably learn more from losing. Um, I think it was nice that we kind of broke the seal and got one before the end because it's an important lesson how to win. But, yeah, a lot of them will have to step up, like always, um, especially some of the leaders, Will Schinnebeck, Malcolm Klingbeal. They'll have to step up, and they will. Um, but I'm hoping they have a better year next year than we did this year. All right, Jack, well, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Congrats again on the Senior Day victory there. Yeah, thank you.
In track and field, the women's team headed to the Monks Invitational and turned in a dominant performance on Friday and Saturday, winning the meet with 299 points. There were a number of standout performances, with sophomore Alma Mackick and first-year Hope Shaw weathering the weather to perform quite well in the hammer throw, as Mackick placed third with a PR of 33.17 meters, and Shaw took second with a throw of 34.47 meters. Well, an interesting meet this weekend, especially for um, our two women's track and field throwers here, Alma Mackey and Hope Shaw. And Alma, first of all, take us through the meet kind of, I understand the hammer throw, you had to wait quite a bit to uh, compete in the last event of the meet, right? Yes. So the running events, um, they ended about an hour and a half before the second flight of the women's hammer started. So that's when Hope and I were going to throw. So yeah, we were there. We were there a bit. And hope you had to wait it out through the rain, right? Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny because Hammer is my, my one event. And so the whole day was nice and sunny and the weather was great and everyone was doing their thing. And then about 30 minutes before, like, our flight started, it just starts, like, pouring. And then just kept getting worse and worse. And next thing you know, we're in there throwing ourselves. And it's just, like, a complete torrential downpour. It was funny. And uh, how how do you approach it from a throwing perspective, throwing in the rain like that? Um, I mean, during practice, we've had a couple, like, rain practice encounters. However, this was, like, really heavy. Um, so I know from, like, a throwing perspective, I usually do four turns, and I ended up doing three turns because I thought it would be better to be, like, safe instead of slipping on the water. And it was a lot more about balance than it was about power in the moment, but... Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like I'm pretty happy with the results in terms of the conditions and whatnot. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so Hammer's been a bit touch and go for me recently. Getting a mark was getting a mark in what the conditions were was was in and of itself <laughs> quite quite the accomplishment. Certainly. And then uh, take us through kind of both of your backgrounds. Like Alma, I mean, you're here. You're playing volleyball and you're throwing at Bates. How did this all develop for you? Yeah. So. Originally, I was not supposed to come to Bates for sports whatsoever, and then I, you know, a few, I would say maybe a week, a week and a half before regular decisions came out, I reached out to the coaches and were like, hey, I, I can throw, I can play volleyball, and they said, if you're in, you can play for our teams. Got in and wound up playing both. <laughs> so oh, so yeah. you were not a recruited athlete? No, okay. I'm not technically. Not gotcha, technically. gotcha. So um, what was it like, you know, that first day of volleyball practice in the fall? Um... I, they didn't see me coming, so I was there, and I said, hi, guys, I'm Alma, but everybody was super welcoming, super happy that I was there, and uh, I've loved it, yeah. So I'm curious about what made Bates kind of the place for you, just because you, you weren't necessarily reached out to by a coach or anything. Right, so during my application period, it was the height of COVID, right? So right. I was not able to come to Bates. I applied blind, and I, I heard about it through... I want to say it was the Fisk College Guide, and it sounded like a cool place. I said, this one looks good. And, you know, now we're here, and I'm really happy that I am. Great. Hope, how about your background in terms of when did you start throwing? What about Bates appeal to you? Okay, so I had never thrown before, before mm -hmm. this year. Okay. Um, in high school, I, like, I wrestled, and I was, like, on, like, our boys' varsity wrestling team. So, like, I was used to more of, like, the stronger like, side of the sports and things. But, um, like, Alma, when I came to Bates, I was not, like, expecting to do any sports whatsoever. Like, that was not the game plan. <laughs> but um, I work in Davis Fitness Center, 
And so I'm always surrounded by the coaches. And Daniel Kalina, who's our coach, was always there. And he talked to me one day. And he was always so, like, peppy about his throwers and loved it so much. And I mentioned that I have done, like, several martial arts and I love wrestling and all that stuff. And he was like, you should join the throw squad. Oh, my God, that'd be really great. And so after talking to him a couple of times, I joined. And um, in high school, it always, like, interests me. But I just, like, never found the time. But I'm really glad I found the time here and now. Um, so I started a little late, around like end of November kind of time, and now we're here, which is interesting. But yeah, it wasn't the game plan, but I'm really glad that it happened. So what's been the development process like learning a, bit, a new sport, basically? <laughs> um, well, I danced for about like 16 years, and so that was def- something that like definitely helped me because in throwing we do a lot of like turns and you have to have like really good balance and you have to like be in it I remember when I first was like considering joining um coach was telling us about how he as a thrower was doing ballroom dancing at the time and he was like oh my god they're dancing too and that was like super exciting but so that has definitely helped me um I think like martial arts and wrestling all this stuff has definitely also helped with like the aggression that has to go into it because you have to have both combined which has been really great and it's definitely been like a process it's definitely like like I think I've come really far from where I started at this point and there's like still so much to go but like I think it's been a really great process well that's the cool thing about track and field is that there's always these personal records you can chase each week right Mm -hmm. yeah what's that then like for you kind of to see yourself try to improve Um, each week up until this week I've PR'd at every meet since the beginning of the year Mm. that's like the personal record which is good because like even if it's small improvements you can see that each week you're improving a little bit more and more which is really great to keep yourself accountable for and I know that it's interesting to find the balance between like whether your distance is going farther or whether your technique is getting better, and that's also something that's important to focus on. So I feel like there's always like room to see like wins and things to work on, which is nice. Alma, as a sophomore, you know, from year one to year two, what's the development been like for you in terms of adjusting to you know doing multiple sports at Bates that you weren't expecting to coming in, perhaps? Yeah. So doing multiple sports is something that I did all through high school as well. Mm-hmm. So as far as a transition, there wasn't really one. Um, with doing two sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the biggest transition would be the coaching because for volleyball we had um, Melissa Duran who left over the summer and now we have Emily Hayes, this is great. And in coach we had we had Al Farashidian who is now gone and now we have Daniel Kalina, which is also great. But going through a point where I had both of these coaches and them leaving at the same time was kind of like a bit of a shock to me. Um, but, you know, we keep going, and I really like my coaches now, so it all worked out in the end. I guess now that I think about it, I mean, you actually having a season this year. Is yeah. Tell me a little bit about, more about Coach Kalina. We had him on the Bobcast, very enthusiastic. Yes, he is a, he's a ray of sunshine, that one. We love him. So, oh, yes. um, no, he's super passionate about the throws, and he's he's quite the coach. He was... A, he was a jazz specialist growing in college, but has o- always loved all of the throws. Mm-hmm. So he's he's quite a student of the sport, and he takes that into his practices, which he does very good with. He is slowly starting to learn our little quirks and our little nicks and little knacks about what makes us happy <laughs> and what doesn't within practices. And so it's starting to come together very well for all of us. Great. And then um, just hope any any kind of goals you have for the remainder of the season here? Um, goals. I mean, I currently am am at about, like, 35 meters is about my PR. And it's funny, Danny, our coach, is very, um, 
very enthusiastic. So New England's qualifying is 41.4. Uh-huh. So it's like every week he's like, just six more meters, Hope, oh, just six more, you can do it. And so we like to keep that in the back of our head. It's only six more meters, but I know Alma and I both qualified for Nescax in Hammer, and she qualified also in Disc. Mm. So that'll be really exciting to go to that. And I'm just, I'm really excited to just see how it goes and just like keep pushing through and just learn more each week. And yeah. Are you just doing Hammer? You said? I'm just doing Hammer. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Why Hammer for you over the other events, perhaps? So something that's funny is when you like envision a thrower, they're usually like really tall, like bigger people, and so I'm five two, <laughs> and so it's a it's a little interesting. But um, I I always really liked Hammer simply because the turns and the momentum and stuff, and it's something that. I've always just, like, felt a natural flow into. I don't know if it's a mix of, like, the background of dance and, like, martial arts and everything kind of came together, which I really liked. But um, I know I like to watch the other events, and I, I like to goof around and maybe try them. And, like, in the future, I'm open to always, like, trying any of them. But um, I know having height can sometimes be at a disadvantage. But also, like, there's Olympians who are really tiny as well. So you never know. There you <laughs> go, right? And then Alma, um, you do multiple events, I know, in yeah. the throws. So what, what's your favorite, perhaps? Mm. It honestly depends on the day. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but um, right now, I'd probably say hammer. I think I'm in practice at least, starting to pick up a little bit of steam with that. I'm feeling the connection with the ball a lot better recently. So hopefully by hopefully by the end of the uh, hopefully by the end of the season, we can see some some nicer numbers. What's the transition been like for indoor to outdoor? Because I mean, obviously the weather conditions play a big role, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I know there's a big difference between when we throw weight indoor and hammer outdoor. Like, indoor, it's, what, 20 pounds? Yeah. 20 pound the weight, weight is uh, 20 pounds, which is a, a little heavier than um, the 8.8 hammer that we throw outside. But the weight, but. Oh, the fire is a lot shorter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so the weight for indoor is a lot shorter, and it's just heavier. And so I think our indoor season's longer as well. So it's like we do hammer the whole time, but we're competing – with the weight in the beginning half and it's a different like thought process because you're not getting the same like orbit and momentum that you get with the longer wire for the hammer but it's definitely it's definitely a process to go from one to the other and the weather is definitely something to take into account as soon as we get outdoors but yeah um, what's the throws group like kind of in general i mean it's it's an enthusiastic group i know that yeah no we uh at the beginning of the season you know it was kind of the men's and the women's and slowly it's kind of started (laughs) to become just the throwers which has been really cool um we get along really well and uh we have a good laugh (laughs) with each other and you know we're always there to see each other get better and cheer each other on and what's that like from your perspective um, it's really nice because I know last year they were a little more separate, like the guys and the girls. And I know this year because we all just have like one coach, we've come together really well. And I mean, when I first walked in, I'm surrounded by all these like six two, six three, like all like the guys and Alma. It was a little like intimidating at first, but like <laughs> now that we're all like all together and like a really good group, like we go and get like dinner or some nights and we like hang out together and it's like a really great bond and I'm I'm really appreciative of it. Great. Well, any other thoughts either you wanted to share on the season so far we haven't got to talk about, perhaps? Just hoping for better weather, mm-hmm. right? So yes. next weekend, the women are at Bowdoin for the Pine Tree Relays, mm-hmm. and the men are here at Bates. Um, so it'll be another meet without our coach, but I'm looking forward to it because I think the weather should be better. It should, it should clear Maybe. up a little bit. <laughs> and so we have this meet this weekend at Bowdoin, and then next weekend is Nescax 
which is uh, Hamilton? Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamilton, which is... a bit is, of a drive. Yeah, it's a bit of a drive. <laughs> a trip, yeah. It'll be an overnight, which will be really interesting and fun. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's, that's exciting to qualify for that, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Um, it was at my first meet... And I didn't even realize it, and I walked back, and Coach was like, I think you just qualified for NESCAX. Oh, my God. And that was super exciting. But, um, you know, it's like a first step, and then next year we're hoping for New England's, and then we'll see what more comes from there. Oh, yeah, six more meetings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Exactly. There you go. Hope. Alma, thank you so much for joining the Bobcats. Really no, appreciate it. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you for having us. The men's track and field team traveled to Connecticut over the weekend and placed third at the Sylvan Invitational. This Saturday, the Bobcats host the 121st annual Maine State Classic at Russell Street Track and Field. Head coach Curtis Johnson gives us a preview. Curtis, first of all, before we start talking about the Maine State meet, which is this weekend, take us through the Sylvan Invitational for the men this past weekend. Third place finish, pretty strong showing. Uh, what were some uh, performances that really stood out to you? Yeah, so the Sylvan Invite, you know, we've been down there for the Friday uh, elite distance races in the you know decathlon, but this was our first trip as a full team. Uh, for the full two-day meet, so it was exciting. We we got on the road with a group of about uh, 40, 45, uh, and so that's always a fun trip for the team. And uh, I heard a few guys say it, and they're like, Coach, so I'm looking at the performance list, this is like a little NESCAC preview. And I was like, yeah, it is. So um, the fact that they could see that without us having to overemphasize it was really nice. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but for the most part, they knew it was just a fun opportunity to, to see some of our conference plus foes in New England. So um, right off the back, you know, we were excited to see how the Friday night group did. The decathlon day one, they got off to a strong start, and uh, we saw um, a top 10 performance and just outside top 10 for Jackson Donahue. But Ryan Smith, um, his number six all-time 10K was one uh, hell of a performance and uh, his debut in the event. So we actually got to chatting about it on Saturday. I got to sit with him. Uh, my crew was actually driving down at the time. So I got to recap Saturday how it went, and that really slingshotted us into a good weekend. Um, but overall, you know, from the throws, uh, those guys were, you know, back in action as they always are. Goff made his season opener and, and strong debut. And um, Bernie uh, did a, he, he did a Bernie, and he, <laughs> he got after it. And um, the sprints, we were uh, another clean race in the 4 by one and we were we finished, and we were like, wait, we were the top NESCAC team across the line, and that's, you know, we know this weekend wasn't necessarily to run our best time, but to have another clean race going into championships. So um, from middle distance to the jumps and, you know, Charlie Hansen getting that pole vault win, uh, a few middle distance guys really stepping into their own, having um, raced on Friday and Saturday. So just all in all, we, we it was a beneficial trip and one we don't see often. So I know the guys gained some confidence from that one. You mentioned the 4x100 relay and a clean race. Is it, this is just a theory that just popped in my head, is it tougher to run a clean race in a sprint like that than it is maybe in like a 4x800 or something like that? Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. you, you can practice all the time and it doesn't take uh, much for something to go wrong because you're moving at high speed. And so um, that was our third time out with our 4x1 and we just wanted to build consistency, build that confidence so that they don't have to focus on uh, and are we going to get the stick around cleanly um, because it's a race? You know, so if we got four guys racing and they're already confident in the exchanges, um, you know, that's, that, that ends well for, you know, later on when we do want to move fast and have confidence out there. Uh, unlike, you know, some of the other relays, 4 by one is always a blind handoff for the most part. Um, so you have to have uh, consistency. you got to trust your teammates can't do anything different one week into the next or it can really uh, turn into an unfortunate uh, – 
situation. So, yeah, really proud of the team, uh, the full team for how we went down there. Um, we had a delay about an hour or so, which was expected because there was about 20, 20 plus teams there. Um, so a long day, but something, again, very NESCAC like a long day and you have to stay locked in and, and supportive of your teammates. So good job by those guys. I saw a great shot on the uh, Bates uh, cross country track and field Instagram. Charlie Hansen clearing the pole vault, winning the pole vault right at the Silver Invitational. We had him on, I think it was last week uh, after he set a PR and he matched that this week, didn't he? Yeah, so you know Charlie Hansen, he's our he's our captain for a reason. Um, that goes before the performances. He he leads by example, such great composure, um, and to see him have um, a consistent start to this se- season, it's not only important for our team, but as a pole vaulter, that consistency week to week uh, is very important. So yeah, you know, you we saw that picture of him f- uh, soaring out of the sky, just you know. With that scream that you couldn't hear, but you can you could tell how excited he was. But um, it's a good feeling when you're heading into championship seasons and uh, you're hitting on all cylinders. So yeah, really pumped for Charlie. You mentioned Liam Byrne doing his thing, winning all the winning events again, right? I mean, he just keeps winning events each and every week for the team, scoring a ton of points. What more can you say about his ability? You know, he's a junior and he really seems to just really shine during outdoor season. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's a junior, but you know, like we say. About a lot of people, he's a COVID junior. You know, he yeah. also missed a year, and um, he was uh, one of the top throwers in returning. But you have to put that into play. You have to put that into training. And so, uh, Coach Clean has done a great job with that crew. And Bernie's been, you know, being a great. Uh, uh, he's been leading by example. And um, throws throwing facilities are different every week, right? You know, so there's always something to factor into how you're going to perform. And uh, I think Bernie's been able to step up to the plate. Uh, that's actually something we've chatted about, actually. You know, it's not just about those championship performances. It's about that championship uh, composure and how you deal with it. So whether it's throwing in the rain and having to grab a towel to wipe off the circle first or realizing, man, there's a goalpost right here on that outside sector. I'm not used to seeing that. Or, hey, Javelin's on grass this week, not a track runway. So uh, the composure and the different meat landscape is helping him you know really fine-tune that he uh is you know the, the guy we're seeing week in and week in out so yeah he's he's rolling you get a host of main state meet this weekend always a fun time i think the last time bates hosted the outdoor meet was 2018 if i'm not mistaken um obviously two year two years in a row that there hasn't been a main state meet and so it's been a while how excited are you for to get a chance to host here yeah, it's exciting. You know, last uh, last home competition for the outdoor season, and um, mm-hmm. you know we we got cross country off to a great start, and then indoor. Uh, but it wasn't until the start of this outdoor season that we really say, "Man, we're back in full season." So, um, you know, the confirmation after having our first three and going into this state meet is um, it feels good. It's always that championship essence and you know once state's here you realize ooh, championships are around the corner what better way to go up against our main our main peers in these institutions um there'll be eight schools uh, eight main schools competing at this championship and um we're used to the Bowdoin Bates Colby USM um but you also throw in Husson St. Joe's uh Thomas and um it's it's very competitive to be in the state of Maine and so this is a nice one to have our typical rivalries uh do something we love send our seniors off at home one last time and uh, go into that conference championship ready to go. 
And the goal, of course, is to obviously win it, but it would be a special victory because it would be a sweep, right, if you can yes. get this, right? <laughs> yep, so this will be the trifecta. Yeah. We we did get the cross-country and indoor titles, so um, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's something that is going to mean a lot to our seniors, of course, because they – have been here and they know that winning all three doesn't happen. You know, it's not something uh, we take for granted. So we're excited to try to get that third one. And again, um, and in terms of the full team atmosphere, uh, not everybody travels in the NESCAC in New England's. We do lose a few. Right. So this weekend being that last big team effort um, where every point counts, you know, the ties and the jumps and the person who wasn't expecting to score taking that eighth place. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, we want to em- emphasize that we know the main state meet it's it's traditional and um you might have saw we you know it's we you've heard the main state quad or main state championship or just main state meet um and and now we have that main state classic uh when you think of classic in sports you think of long tradition you think of something that's unique and high quality um and so a couple of new coaches in the the main schools and uh, it's a big deal, but uh, that classic, we want to emphasize that this is a longstanding event that we, we've been a part of. We want to continue it, but uh, we want to also just enjoy the fact that uh, it's something that we can celebrate. Yeah, this is the 121st edition of the Outdoor State Championship, so that's pretty that's pretty incredible, really. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And then, um, you know, uh, so you mentioned, you know, this being the last full team meet because it narrows down a little bit for Nestex New England. So what are some events you're really excited to see uh, at this weekend, that maybe maybe some um, guys who n- won't necessarily be in New England, or maybe they still have a chance, but possibly could qualify or will have a chance to score perhaps this week. Yeah, so and that's the thing. Everybody still has a chance yeah. to get to NESCAC, yep. and um, NESCAC is strategic. We try to move people around so that we travel with that full team, maybe mm-hmm. short a few, but uh, you know, I'm excited for everyone to go. The uh, you know. The middle distance crew that we saw in Silfen, we saw some of them bounce around. Maybe they ran the 800 this weekend and the 1500 last week or even the 5K. So uh, allowing them to learn a little bit about their range. Um, You may not be in your main event for states, but Mm -hmm. you compete like it is your main event. And so we start to see people realize, man, I've got range. I thought I was more of a 5K guy, but I'm but I'm really holding my own in the 15. Um, You know, one of our, you know, high jump, we have some. New additions, yep. Chidu Yume, who, oh my God, he's a senior who we, we tried to get as a freshman, but we uh, wasn't, unf- unfortunately, wasn't uh, wasn't healthy at that time mm-hmm. to compete. And, you know, injuries happen to everyone. But this year he's been uh, hitting on all cylinders. He's actually one of the top high jumpers in the in the state and, and conference. Um, and so right there, that's a, that's a new one that was exciting to see turn into um, a true impact this season and, uh, and indoor. So... Um, we know what the throws have done over the last few weekends, so we expect that to be fun, that last big effort at home. And, um, you know, the relays, big part of the state meet, you yeah. know. So, you know, we don't have that blackout relay outdoor, but we still have the 4 by one we still have the 4 by 4 so we're excited to go head up. Uh, some of our main schools are having a phenomenal year in these in the relays that we'll see at NESCAC. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a good one. Excellent. And then the folks can come out to Russell Street Track and Field, obviously, to watch it. Um, 11.30, it sounds like, uh, is when the field events kind of get going, it sounds like. Yeah, so we'll have, I think, two going at 11, just because 11, okay. the throw events go a little longer. Yep. So we're starting those at 11. Yep. Um, but uh, between 11 and 12, 
you'll have the field and track events. And we, we definitely encourage everyone, if you haven't been out to see our team compete, uh, please do. This is, our, this is our last big one at home. And the more the merrier, especially as the semester starts to get into short term, we want as many people there cheering as possible. And knock on wood, it'll be sunny. I don't know. I haven't looked at the weather. I don't know if you've looked at it. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's this for Maine. We're happy with wood. I yeah. think it's looking high, high 50s. Okay. Um, and um, it, it doesn't look like it's going to rain. And so as you can imagine, that sounds really good. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's hard to track the wind um, until you're mm. within 48 hours out. So we'll see what that does. But, you know, states is about the the moment. And if it rains, it only adds to the moment. So we're going <laughs> to – are we sick of the rain? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But, no, we're, we're pumped regardless of the weather. All right, Curtis Johnson, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. This weekend – Make sure you check out the President's Cup Sunday at the Bates Boathouse in Green, the lone home regatta this year for the Bates rowing teams. Keep your eyes on GoBatesBobcats.com and the Bates Bobcats mobile app for all the latest Bates athletics news. And we'll catch you next time on the Bates Bobcast. (laughs) 